Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's open our Bibles to Hebrews 5. Our portion of scripture. We'll read it. Hebrews 5 verse 12 onwards. For when for the time you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God, and are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. For everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But strong meat belongs to them that are of full age, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Chapter 6 verse 1 Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works, of faith towards God, of doctrine, of baptism, of laying on of hands, of resurrection of the dead, and of eternal judgment. And this will we do if God permit. Hallelujah. So we've been at this scripture for some time. We've understood that it is the will of God that every believer should be involved in learning and teaching these foundational doctrines. Hebrews 5 calls it the origin, the, the original letters of the alphabet of God's word or the original ABCDs of God's word. So everybody is supposed to be a teacher of these things. And chapter 6 calls it the original teachings of Christ. The original teachings of Christ. It says we are supposed to be so strong in the foundation which are the original teachings of Christ. And from there we have to go on unto further, further things. It says That's why it says therefore leaving the prince. It doesn't mean to forsake. It says make sure that you are strong in it. And it is, it is happening. See, it's not that you uh, build the foundation and then forget about it. Hallelujah. When you build the foundation for a house, you make sure that it stays strong. There are many factors that can, ha that can destroy the foundation. Recently in my, in my dad's place, we, our, our property is divided into certain different segments of land. And we had the canal built. It's made of cement and concrete. It's, it's built. It had a good foundation. It was built and uh, just alongside the boundary wall. But what happened was too many rats and, and uh, big vermins came in. They were like digging holes inside and that whole wall started to collapse. They built a foundation. It was strong. It has been staying strong for ages. But what happened? Fact, other factors came in and they started to destroy that foundation. And, 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 and the whole structure was on danger of collapsing. So they had to redo the wall and make sure the foundation is strong. So you don't forsake the foundation. The foundation has to be there. It has to be maintained. And you build on top of the foundation. Hallelujah. So foundations are important. And we've been looking at these foundational doctrines, which are repentance from dead works, faith towards God, of doctrines, baptisms, laying on of hands, resurrection from the dead, and eternal judgment. And we've, we've done with um, repentance from dead works. We've seen the importance of repentance. We've seen what dead works are. We also saw what works of life are. Works filled with life. Hallelujah. So today we're going to go into the topic of faith. Faith towards God. It's a very important topic. Hallelujah. Let's look at a few scriptures here. Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 4. Over the past few days we've been seeing... Uh, Habakkuk chapter 2 verses 2 and 3 which talks about vision. Hallelujah. It's not by accident that the next verse says, Behold, 
His soul which is lifted up is not upright in him, but the just shall live by faith. Hallelujah. Look at that. Immediately after talking about vision, saying, talking about write down the vision, make it plain, so that he who reads it may run with it. Then he talks about living by faith. Hallelujah. So it says, the just shall live by faith, or the justified shall live by faith. So Romans 1.17 Romans 1.17, it says, For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Hallelujah. Again, the same phrase we see, the just shall live by faith. In Galatians chapter 3, verse 11, it says, But that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God, it is evident for the just shall live by faith. Again, the same thing. In Hebrews chapter 10, verse 38, again starts off by saying, Now the just shall live by faith, but if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. So we've seen once in the Old Testament and three times in the New Testament, the same scripture, the same phrase repeated, hallelujah, which says the just shall live by faith. So what can we uh, take from this? It simply means, Faith is a lifestyle of the justified. Hallelujah. I'll repeat that. Faith is a lifestyle for justified people. Who are the justified people? Justified means just as if you've done nothing wrong. You're clean from all sins. Hallelujah. Romans 3.24 says, Being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. We are the people who have been justified. If you've received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you are justified. Hallelujah. Uh, Romans 5 verse 1 says, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. See, it says being justified. That means it's already done. You are not going to be justified. You're already justified. The moment you receive Jesus, you're justified. He already paid the price for your sins even before you were born. The price for your sins, your past, present and future sins are already paid. Hallelujah. So when you accept the justification He has already given, you become justified. If you don't accept it, you are not justified. It's already been paid. In His eyes, justified. 2000 years ago, my blood was shed. That's what He's saying body was broken for you justified but when you accept the justification you become justified hallelujah hallelujah all right so understand this you're already justified if you believe in jesus hallelujah um let's look at one more scripture first corinthians chapter 6 verse 11 it's about justification 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 11 says, But you are washed, you are sanctified, but you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our, our God. Hallelujah. It doesn't say you are going to be. You are justified. You are washed. You are sanctified. You are justified. Hallelujah. So, first of all, you need to believe that you are justified. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. 
you are made right with God. So, what is going to be your lifestyle? Faith. The lifestyle of the justified is a lifestyle of faith. Hallelujah. So, is faith important? Hebrews 11.6 It says, But without faith it is impossible to please Him. Without faith it is impossible to please Him. For he who comes to God must believe that He is, and He is the rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. So you cannot please God without faith, because He is a faith God. Hallelujah. 1 John chapter 5, verse 4 says, For whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith. So in God's eyes, faith is important. So the next question is, what is faith? We've, saw, we've seen that faith is a lifestyle for the justified, and we are the justified. And we are supposed to please Him. Each one of us desire to please Him. And scripture says, without faith it is impossible to please Him. Hallelujah. So what is faith? The Greek word used is pistis. It's not a cuss word. When you think about it in English, pistis. No. <laughs> like, it's, it's a Greek word which actually means to be fully persuaded about something. Full of convic conviction about something. You're so fully persuaded about it that you are acting on it hallelujah it's to believe when you look at it from a christian perspective it is to believe so much that the word of god is true you're fully convinced that whatever god said is true he cannot lie that you act on it that if god said it i believe it and i'm acting on it that settles it for me that is faith to be fully persuaded. You're so sure that if God said it, that's it. He's done it. It happens. That's the simple meaning of faith. Hallelujah. We'll see it in detail. Let's look at Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. When we normally ask somebody what's the definition of faith, they, they show us Hebrews 11, verse 1. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. This is actually not the definition of faith. Even though it is written, faith is. It's actually talking about what faith does. It's the action part of faith. It's the substance of things that you're hoping for. Hope is, is not the, the, the biblical word hope is not the same hope that we use when we talk normally when we say i hope so you you mean maybe maybe not i may come it may happen it may not happen it's unsure but anytime you see the word hope in the bible it means confident expectation of good you're fully confident that it's going to happen it's going to happen some talks about something in the future it says, faith is the substance of things or the assurance of the things that you're ex confidently expecting for in the future. Faith is the assurance. So, that faith gives you the assurance of what, that what you're expecting for is going to happen. That's the work part of faith. Hallelujah. So, 
To understand faith, we need to know that there are two types of faith. Primarily, there are two types of faith. First is human faith. And the second is God kind of faith. What is human faith? Today, all of us are sitting on chairs. Alright. We did not lift up the chair. We did not look. Is the chair strong? We just came. We took the chair. We sat on it. Why did we do that? Did sister give a guarantee written outside that all the chairs are good. You may come boldly and sit on a chair. If anything happens to you, I will pay you. Was there any guarantee uh, written outside or any, any warning given there? No. We just came and we sat on it. Right? Why did you sit? Imagine that you entered, you saw that that chair had only three of its legs. One leg is missing. Would you sit on it? It's still a chair. It's still there. So when you lift it, when you, when you just pulled it, you saw one chair, one leg is missing. So are you going to sit on that chair? No, you won't. Why? Why are you sitting on there? When you fly on a plane, you don't know the pilot. You've not seen his qualification and degree and uh, DGCA certification and all those things. You've not seen. Most of, most of the time, we don't even see his face. We just climb abroad and find our seat and settle down. Right? We don't even know him. What guarantee do you have that he is qualified? That he is going to fly the plane properly? You're going to lift up properly? And you're going to land in the right destination? Land it properly? What guarantee do you have? How, how can you sit there? It is human faith based on our five senses. What you can see, what you can feel, what you can touch, you taste, you hear. And also based on your intelligence, your ability to understand from your experience and somebody else's experience. That is human faith. Hallelujah. So, it is purely based on your soul. Your mind, your will, your emotions, your intelligence. Hallelujah. That is human faith. Your experience. What you've seen. Hallelujah. So, for example... If, you've, if you ask a child to ride a cycle for the first time, the child rides it, he falls. So, he is having an experience now, that if I ride it, I'm, I'm in, uh, without the supporting wheels, I'm falling down. So, but now you have to convince him. You have to keep riding, keep riding, it's going to change, that experience is going to change. You're going to have a different experience. And that child practices. Practices, practices. Finally, the experience changes. See? Human faith is based on your soul and the final outcome may change. It can be different at different times. Hallelujah. So, but just because you had a bad experience, it doesn't mean that that's the final outcome of, uh, that's, the, that's the final judgment you can make out of it. Right? You ride, you, you ride the bike for the first time, you, you just gave the, uh, the throttle and it just went and crashed somewhere. Huh? Does that mean that you are not qualified, even you will never ever learn to ride a bike? No, that was your first experience. 
You say, maybe I am born like this. This is my, I have faith that I am born like this. I am not, I am not uh, created to ride a bike. He's saying that. Some people think like that. And they never take the step, the next step. They just stop it. Ah, I don't want to do this anymore. He's saying that. That's human faith. Based on your senses, your experience. When you push further, that experience can change. Like, ah, I believe the wrong thing. Are you seeing that? You're getting a different experience. Are you understanding? But that is not God kind of faith. Now let me ask you. Anybody here seen God? Anybody here seen heaven? How does heaven look like? What does it mean when you read John 1? It says, in the beginning was God. It was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. And what can you make out from that? And then in, uh, in verse 14 it says, And the word became flesh and dwelt among men. Amen. Can you just in your wildest imagination think of word, word being God, then word becoming flesh. Were you there when the word transformed into flesh? Did you see it? Did you see the word coming in Mary's womb? Did you see Jesus? Did, did someone take a scan of Mary's womb when Jesus was there? To, to prove that he was born? No. None of us saw him on the cross. We're just believing something which we've not seen, we've not touched. None of our senses experienced him physically. Huh? We did not see him hang on the cross. We were not there. Neither our parents, neither our parents' parents, nobody were there. It happened somewhere in Israel. Hallelujah. But today, in India, we just chose to believe in a Jesus whom we did not see, whom we did not touch. Hallelujah. We believe that He is God who came in the flesh, that He, he died for our sin, He was crucified, He died on the cross, He went to hell for us, and He paid the price for our sin. We did not go to hell and take a video and, and, and keep a proof. No. We did not see Him... They are paying the price. No. So what guarantee do we have? And we are believing that He rose again from the dead on the third day. And He ascended. None of us have seen that. But still we are believing that. And we are, we are, we are risking our life on that. Huh? We, are, we, are, we have chosen to, to, to separate an evening on this Friday where we could do a lot of other things. Simply because of this faith. How did that happen? How can you say that? We did not touch. Huh? What kind of faith is it? That's called the God kind of faith. What is God kind of faith? Go to Romans chapter 4 verse 17. <coughs> Romans chapter 4 verse 17 says, As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations before him, whom he believed, even God who quickens the dead and calls those things which be not as though they were. Look at that. It says, God calls those things which be not as though they are there. As though it is already there. He said, light be. And the Bible says, light was. We, in English, we read it as, let there be light. But that's not how it is. 
if you look at the Hebrew translation, it just says, light be and light was. That means the moment he said it was already there. It is already past tense. Can you imagine this? He said, he calls those things which are not there as though it is already there. Now you called on a Jesus whom you did not see as though he is there. Huh? You believe that he died for you even though you did not see. But you believe that yes, he died for me. How can you do that? That's God kind of faith. It's completely different from human faith. It is beyond your sight. It's beyond your senses. It operates supernaturally. Beyond the limitations of natural human faith. Hallelujah. And that's the faith that you use to receive salvation. Hallelujah. First topic that we understood was about repentance. Right? We understood that about repentance. What does repentance mean? To change the way you think. Alright? Well, let's look at this scripture. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9. Ephesians 2, verse 8 and 9, it says, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it's the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Hallelujah. So anyone reading it for the first time, they say, Ah, we are saved by the grace of God. Yeah. But it's not grace alone. See, grace is something that God showed from His part. Alright? It's a grace. Grace means undeserved, unmerited favor. That is what John 3.16 says. God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. That the world was completely against God. But still, even though they did not deserve God, God just gave His Son. He gave His Son. That's grace. They did not deserve it. They deserved to go to hell for ditching God. Right? So, but what, what, what did God do? He still loved them so much that He gave. That's undeserved, unmerited favor from God's side. He said, I love them so much. So He gave Jesus. The next part is, Whosoever believes on Him shall not perish but have everlasting life. See, that's what this verse says. For by grace are you saved through faith. By grace are you saved through faith. Are you understanding? It's not grace alone. If it's just the grace, then everybody should be saved. Yes or no? Everybody should be saved. Go to Titus chapter 2 verse 11. Titus 2 verse 11 says, For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. Isn't it? It says the grace has appeared to all men. But are all men saved? No. Grace alone cannot save you. Grace is what God did from His part. Hallelujah. So He did it. He finished the work. And now you heard it. You heard about the grace of God that sent His only begotten Son to die for you. He paid the price for your sin. You heard about that grace which was displayed for you. You heard about it. Your thinking about God was something else. You thought, ah, like I thought, it's an old man sitting there waiting to whack me. Just waiting for me to do something wrong. 
whack me. Parents used to say, God will be angry with you. That's a sin. God will be angry with you. He will curse you. You will receive a curse. So that was my thinking about God. So I did not want to go near God. I did not want to do anything with God. But now I heard something else. I heard about this grace. I heard about the finished work of grace. That he loved me so much. That even though I did not deserve him, he gave his son. Jesus died for me. He paid the price for my sin. He rose again. And all I need to do is just believe. I heard about it. When I heard it, I repented. Means I changed my thinking. I changed my thinking. Then something happened. The moment I changed my thinking, my mind is prepared. You understanding? See, an unsaved person, his spirit is separated from God. His spirit is dead. His spirit is dead. Already separated from God. Okay? So, what is the op- what, what are the, the way by which he can receive something? Through his senses. So, he heard. He heard. Alright? And the moment he heard, the Holy Spirit is working. Is convicting that man of sin. Alright? So, you heard the gospel preached and at the same time the Holy Spirit is convicting you and then what happened? You changed your thinking. And with the moment you changed, you received something. You received the faith of God to believe in a Jesus that you did not see, in a Jesus that, uh, 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 whom you did not touch, You did not see him hang on the cross. But something happened. Something came inside you by which you believed. You received the God kind of faith. And let's go back to that scripture. Ephesians 2 verse 8 and 9. It says, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourself, it is the gift of God. So if you ask someone, what is the gift of God? Most people will say, it is grace. It is grace. But it's not what it's talking about. See, grace appeared for all men. What is the gift of God? You are saved by grace through faith. Through faith. That faith is the gift of God. Hallelujah. You are saved by grace through faith and that faith is not your faith. What kind of faith do you have? Human faith. You cannot believe in that Jesus based on your faith. You need to believe on that Jesus with some other faith. That is God's faith. You need to now call on that Jesus whom you cannot see as though he is there. Are you seeing this? What is God kind of faith? Calls those things which are not there as though it is. Now you need to call on a Jesus whom you did not see, whom you did not touch as though he is there. As though he is alive. How can that happen? It happens when you repent, when you hear the gospel, when you, with, along with the Holy Spirit convicting you of sin, you hear it, you repent, then faith comes. How does faith come? By hearing and hearing. You heard the gospel. You heard the truth. You heard how, how wonderful God is, how much God loves you. He's such a good God. You heard it. 
and then the Holy Spirit is working there. Oh, yeah, that's true. Remember. And with the, that conviction of the Holy Spirit helps you repent. It helps you change your mind. And the moment you change your mind, boom, it comes. Said, hmm, maybe that's true. That's true. You start feeling something. That's the Holy Spirit convicting you. Man, the first time you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you just feel some man, something's happening. Something is happening. This, 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 this is real. This is real. That's the faith of God coming. And when that faith comes, you just believe and you call on that Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Yes, you're real. You're real. I know you're real. I didn't see you, but I believe you're real. I give you my life. Whatever you want me to do, I'll do. See, that is God kind of faith. Hallelujah. That's the faith by which you got saved. That faith is not your faith. It's God's faith. It's the same faith that Jesus had. Hallelujah. Let's look at that. Romans chapter 12 verse 3 says, For I say through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. Look at that. He said, I am saying it through the grace that is given to me. I am telling you, see I received grace. So I am telling you, don't think yourself to be somebody great. God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. He says, the actual word is the, some translation they have written a measure. It's not a, it is the. Alright. It's the measure of faith. If I ask you, how much is one kilometer? You will say it is, how, how much? 100 meters. It is 100 meters here in Bangalore. It is 100 meters in Kerala. 100 meters in England. 100 meters in Europe. Wherever you go, one kilometer is 100 meters. It's a standard measure. It cannot change. Oh, just because it's in UK, we'll just change it a little bit. They have special preference. No, it's not like that. One kilometer is standard wherever you go. Are you understanding this? So it says, God has dealt to every man the standard measure of faith. Hallelujah. Go to 2 Peter 1. 1. <clears throat> says Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ. Look at this. It says Simon Peter. Peter is writing it. The apostle of Christ. He's saying, I'm writing this to you. To whom? To all those who have obtained like precious faith. The Greek word for like precious faith is isotimos, which means exactly of same equal value and honor. He's saying all of you have received the same faith of equal value and equal honor, equal weight, equal measure like us. So that means the faith that you, you have is the same Faith of equal value, equal weight, equal measure as Peter. So the great apostle Peter who walked on water. 
you have the same you it's, it does not say you are going to obtain it says look at that who have obtained like precious faith it is past perfect tense hallelujah so that means you already obtained it obtained what the same faith as the apostle peter and what faith is that galatians 2 20 it says i am crucified with christ nevertheless i live yet not i but christ lives in me and the life that i now live in the flesh i live by the faith of the son of god who loved me and gave himself for me some translations say faith in the son of god but it's actually faith of the son of god paul says the life i i now live in the flesh i live by the faith of the son of god who loved me and gave himself for me look at that like i have the faith of the son of god that means every single one of us who have received jesus as the lord and savior you got born again with god kind of faith you received the same faith as jesus that faith is inside you the same faith that jesus used to perform all the miracles, signs and wonders the same faith that jesus used to raise the dead the same faith that he used when he walked on water the same faith is given to each one of us not a lower quality faith it is already in us it is already given to us hallelujah but we but people say oh but that is jesus that was the apostle uh, peter i'm just a, an ordinary somebody i just do my work i just go i just work under someone i just get my salary i just do this month end salary comes i live by 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 tenth of the month the salary is over that's how i live that is apostle peter why are you comparing me to peter hello everybody is born again the same way hallelujah all of us are born again the same way peter explains it further go with me to second peter chapter 1 Let me get that. Oops. Mm. Oh, it's first Peter, I think. One second. Huh? We were in second Peter one, yeah. Second first Peter chapter one verse twenty three. First Peter 1.23, it says, Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God, which lives and abides forever. Look at that. It says, we are born again by the incorruptible seed of God's word. All of us. See, Jesus was the word that became flesh. He was born of the word. And each one of us, we are born again of the same word. The same word. Mary received the word. Said, be it unto me according to your word. That's what she told the angel. And what happened? That word became flesh. She received it. She conceived. 
Same way, when we receive the word, the gospel, the good news, what happens? You got born again. So our DNA, our spiritual DNA is the same thing. Be it Peter, Paul, whoever. We are all born again of the same word as Jesus. Hallelujah. And now think of it. Let's go to John chapter 14. Let's look at it logically. John chapter 14, verse 12. Jesus is speaking here. He said, Verily, verily, or it also means truthfully, truthfully, or surely, surely, I say unto you, He that believes on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. Greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto, the, unto my Father. Look at that. He is talking to his disciples. He said, surely, surely, or you can be as sure as sure can be. This is the truth. The truth himself is speaking. Whatever he that believes on me, whatever I did, you will do also. Every single thing that Jesus did can be done by a person who believes on Jesus. If you look, come to the end of, I think it's in uh, John 21. Yeah. Well, the last verse, John 21. It says, and there are also many other things which Jesus did, the which if they should be written everyone, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that should be written. Look at that. That's what John is saying. He said, Jesus did so many things that you can't write the whole thing here. The world cannot contain the books that, that, that I mean, uh, about the things that Jesus did. And Jesus said, Whoever believes on me, they will do the same thing. Now tell me. Forget the greater things. Let's look at the same thing. How did Jesus do all things? By faith. And if he is expecting us to do the same things, is it fair from God's part to give us a lower quality faith and expect us to do the same thing? Huh? It's like, uh, expecting a, uh, a kindergarten child to pass the IAS exams. He said, oh, you're going to, you have the book, you have the pen. You can see, you can, you, you, you can write, go, go and write, pass the IAS exams. Is that fair? No. So how can he boldly say this? He said it because he knows that whoever believes on him they already have the same faith as he. <coughs> Hallelujah. That's why he could say it. And God is a righteous judge. He's a fair God. And so whatever faith Jesus had, he gave us the same faith. And we are supposed <coughs> to live by that faith. The same faith. Live our life by the faith of the Son of God. Not by human faith. So when scripture says the just shall live by faith, not talking about human faith. It says, live by the faith of the Son of God. Hallelujah. That's what it means. You live by the faith of the Son of God. Yes, we need our human faith. God gave it to, for a purpose. For our regular activities. Common, common sense. As you come in, like, oh, you can't be holy suddenly. Oh, the faith of God. I'm sitting on this chair in faith. No, you can't do that. 
You just come, you use the faith that God gave him in your natural human faith. You looked at it, all right, it's cool. You just sat on it. Hallelujah. You're understanding this. For normal activities, he gave you your regular faith, your wisdom. Hallelujah. So, did you understand this? Every single believer already has the faith, I mean, um, Jesus' faith in them. The moment you, you receive him as your Lord and Savior, you receive that faith. You're born again by that faith. Faith for salvation. It is the God kind of faith. And that faith is not something that is only used for salvation. No, it's the same faith by which you do everything. The same faith by which you got born again, it's that same faith that operates when you, do, when you lay hands on the sick. When you pray for someone, when you're believing for your finances, when you're believing to be healed, when you're believing for your marriage partner, when you're believing for children, it's the same faith. You already have that faith. Hallelujah. No believer has a faith problem. Every believer has the same faith as Jesus. So now what is the problem? Why isn't everybody doing the same thing that Jesus did if they already have the faith? That's a question. Romans 10, 17 says, Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Jesus said, It's the truth that set you free. And the word of God, John 17, 17 says, The word is the truth. Hallelujah. Every believer already has the faith inside them, in their spirit. But for that faith to start working, it works by hearing and hearing the word. Hallelujah. The more word you hear, the more word you have in you, the more that faith operates. The less word you hear, the less time you spend uh, meditating and studying and speaking the word, the less that faith works. You don't have a faith problem. You already have full, full capacity. Your battery, your faith batteries are full. It is there. But for that to operate, you need the right connection. That connection is done by the word of God. The circuit is complete only when the word of God is applied. It's like in school when you learn physics. You learn all the diagrams, electronic circuit. You draw the batteries and then you draw the, the light bulb and then finally you put the switch. Only when the, you press the switch, the circuit is complete. That's when the, the electrons start to flow. The, the, the electricity is, is flowing and that's when you see the light turn on. Till then, it is there. The battery is there. The bulb is there. But the circuit is not complete. Same way, you have the faith of the Son of God inside you. But for that to show up, it works by the Word of God. It works by the Word of God. You hear and hear. What, are you, what, what is it that you need? Healing, you hear and hear the word of God concerning healing. The more you hear it, that faith to receive the healing that he has already given will come. He is not going to heal you. Scripture says you were healed. 1 Peter 2.24 By his stripes you were healed. Healing is a done deal. Isaiah 53 says he carried our sickness. He bore our pain. Or he bore our pain, our sickness and carried our pain. Hallelujah. It's already done. 
2000 years ago he took it the payment for your sin is done all the healing we ever need is already given to us hallelujah but how do you receive it how do you activate your faith to receive what is already given to you by hearing and hearing the word of god concerning healing you hear it again you hear it again and then it'll come out it'll come out for your finances 2 Corinthians 8:9 says for the grace for we know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that though he was rich yet for our sakes he became poor that we through his poverty are made rich you are already made rich you're born again rich all the money that we will ever need all the houses that we will ever need the buildings that we need the cars the the finances whatever we need is already given to us by grace 2000 years ago the grace of god the unmerited favor of god already gave it to us it is given so how do you receive it by faith how by hearing and hearing the scripture concerning that whatever you need you 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 activate that faith to receive that by hearing and hearing the word for that hallelujah more you hear the word the more that word comes your faith will start working and you will receive it hallelujah so the definition of faith can be put like this faith is the currency by which you receive what what god has already provided by faith by grace let me say it like this the right example would be consider that you 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 suddenly find out that at your, uh, when you when you, when you are about to cook you find find out that the sugar is over the dal is also over so what do you do you go to the supermarket and you buy it now when when you find out that the dal is over and the sugar is over you don't call up the supermarket and tell them hello keep the sugar ready keep this keep the dal ready no even before you found out that you have a need it is already kept ready in the supermarket so what do you do you take 100 rupees and you go to the shop and you can buy the dal and sugar as much as you want for 100 rupees you can buy 100 rupees worth of dal and sugar you cannot get more than that are you understanding this you can't go with 100 rupees and get 1000 rupees worth of stuff Hallelujah for the 100 rupees you showed you can get as much as you can Hallelujah are you understanding the same way faith is the currency by which you receive what god has already given you by grace everything that you need is already given by grace is already provided go with me to um second peter chapter 1 verse 3 we read uh, verse 23 or oh, we read sorry first peter we read first peter go to second peter chapter 1 verse 3 it says according as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue look at that it says according to his great power he has already given us all things that you need for this life and godliness 
Many people try to spiritualize it by saying, oh, he's talking about spiritual things. Hello. The spiritual part is mentioned separately. That is godliness. All things that you need to live and rule and reign like kings in this life and fulfill the plan and purpose of God, He has already provided it for you. He's already given to you. But how does it come? That verse says, through the knowledge of Him that has called you. And the next verse says, for that whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these you will be partakers of the divine nature. Look at that. So, how do you receive those things which are already given? Through knowledge. By exceeding great and precious promises. You find out what those promises are. You find out what are those provisions that is already given. Hallelujah. If you look at a 100 rupee note, it is written there. Let me look at that. Yeah. It says, I promise to pay the bearer the sum of 100 rupees. So this, why do you call this a note? Why do you call this a note? This is actually a promissory note. It's a promise. It's a promise that when you take this, you go to the supermarket or the shop, you are getting, it's a promise that this is worth 100 rupees. This is worth its value in 100 rupees. So you are supposed to get things that have a value of 100 rupees. It's a promissory note. Because you carried this with you, you got what you needed. Hallelujah. What is this? The promise. This is a promise. Because you carried this with you, 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 you took it and you showed it. That's why you got what you, what you wanted. Otherwise, you can stand there the whole day. You will not get anything. You can cry and beg. Uh-uh, it's not going to come. Same way, faith is the currency by which you take what God has already given to you 2,000 years ago. By grace. All things that you need is already provided for you. The problem is knowledge knowledge you need to have knowledge of these exceeding great and precious promises about your needs your plans purposes that god has for you hallelujah when you get those knowledge through the promises you take it you hear it you hear it again hear it again wow this is good this is good and what happens that faith that is already inside you it starts coming out. It starts coming out. You already have the faith of the Son of God inside you. The same faith that Jesus used to do all the miracles. It is there inside you. The same faith by which Jesus told Peter, Go now. Put the, uh, cast the line. Pick up the first fish that comes out. Open it. You will find, a, find the coin. With that go and pay your tax and my tax. It's the same faith. How can Jesus say that? He said it by faith. Go do it. You'll get it. What did Peter receive then? He, saw, he received a promise from Jesus. Okay. If I do this, my tax is paid. It's a promise. Same way, you need to find out what is the promise that he has given you 
for your need. Hallelujah. And then what happens? You let it hear. You hear it. You hear it. You hear it. And then the faith that is already inside you will come out. And you receive your answer. Whose faith is it? It's Jesus' faith. The same faith that Jesus had is inside you. That's why you can do the same things Jesus did. Hallelujah. So believers don't have a faith problem. They have a knowledge problem. All of us have the same amount of faith inside us. But all of us manifest it different, differently. We all show different levels of the same faith. Hallelujah. Why do some people show different levels? Some show a greater level. Some show a lower level. Even Jesus said, oh, 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 where is your faith? He told the woman with the issue of blood, your faith has made you whole. To the centurion, he said, I have not seen such great faith. No, not in Israel. To Peter, when he was thinking, where is your faith? He asked. See, different people show different levels of faith. Why? Based on different levels of knowledge. So the more knowledge you have of these exceeding great and precious promises, the more you hear it, the more you keep on hearing it, you believe it, that faith comes. That faith comes. Now you have the currency by which you can go and get that promise, get that thing. Hallelujah. So faith is the currency. That's the most apt definition of faith that I can ever give, that I've ever heard. That it is the currency by which you go and get what God has already given you by grace. It's a currency. It's a substance. When you go to the shop, you're hoping, you're confidently expecting to get that dal and rice or sugar. You're going there. You're confident. I go to D-Mart, I'll get, I'll get it. It's there. It's kept there. So, with what are you going there? With, with faith, with the currency. I have 100 rupees. I go there, I'm getting it. So, it's already kept there for you. All you need to get it is the currency. God has already provided everything that we need. So, to get it, you bring out the currency. That is faith. Take it, go get it. That is the God kind of faith. So, all of us have the faith. So, what is faith? It is the currency by which you obtain what God has already given you by grace. To firmly believe in those exceeding great and precious promises. You find out. You find out what is given. Believe it. Start speaking it to yourself. Start hearing it. Hearing it. That's how faith comes. Faith comes by hearing. Not having heard. I heard it 10 years ago. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. You have to keep hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. Hallelujah. Recently, uh, this Kerala trip, on Christmas day, we had an accident. I burnt my thighs. It was a mess. And now we have to come back. And uh, it was not easy. So we were, I was forced to wear the mundu and, and, and uh, to walk around. So people thought, oh, because he went to Kerala, he's just walking around Kerala style. It's, it influenced him so much. Meanwhile, I know what I'm going through. <laughs> you cannot wear a pant. <laughs> so I still had to go back and hear those healing scriptures. I couldn't sleep, so I would play the healing scriptures. Hear it, hear it, hear it. I was up at night reading those scriptures. I had to put it through every possible 
<laughs> intake or input options through my eyes, kept it before my eyes, heard it with my ears, spoke it with my mouth. So I had to use it. I had to go back. I've heard it thousands of times. I know most of the scriptures by heart, but still I had to go. Make sure I heard it, heard it, heard it again, heard it again, speak it. And what happened? Today, I'm fine. I'm fine. It got healed. Doctor said three weeks at least. It's been what? One and a half weeks. I've been to the gym two, two times. I'm, I'm happy about that. So it's, it's just the way the faith works. You cannot depend on something that you've heard before. Even in a car, the, the oil, you have to change it. Just because you have some oil in it, doesn't mean that the engine is going to work properly. You, you might have run about 10,000 kilometers. It's time to change the oil, man. You need to refill it. You need to change that old one, put new oil in it. That makes sure your car engine is running smoothly. Hallelujah. So same way, faith does not come by having heard. It comes by hearing and hearing. It's a present continuous tense. That means right now. Right now. Hebrews 11 verse 1 says, Now faith is. Right now. Faith. Your faith is the substance or the currency by which you receive those things that you are expecting. You're confidently expecting. Right now. It's not just because you heard it before. Hallelujah. Faith is always present tense. Are you in faith right now? Are you in faith right now? That's the question. What are you believing for? Are you in faith right now for it? What scriptures have you got for it? What scriptures are you standing on? What promise, or to be more precise, what exceeding great and precious promise are you standing on? Is it actually exceeding great and precious for you? Something that you heard long back. The value decreases. The value decreases. But if you go back to it right now, if you put it before your eyes, you hear it, put it in your ears, and speak it out with your mouth, it becomes the value increases. The value increases. It becomes exceeding great and precious. Are you seeing that? Then it comes out. And then it shows up. It manifests. Whatever you're believing for. You can't just depend on something that you heard long back. So that is the faith of the Son of God. Hallelujah. So I believe you understood this. Hallelujah. Let's just pray. We'll continue on this. Going to continue a few weeks on this topic of faith. Hallelujah. All of us have different needs. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. That's what scripture says. Every day, every hour, every action of us is supposed to be pleasing God. That's how we are supposed to live. The just shall live by faith. It's a lifestyle. You can't ignore it. Ah, I'll use it when I have a need. No. Right now, are you in faith? Did you come to this Bible study in faith? Obtaining to receive from God. I mean, believing to receive from God. Did you come here? Are you sitting here by faith? That I know I'm receiving the answers. I know God is working in me. As I hear that something is happening to me. I am motivated. I am encouraged. I am built up. You, did you come in faith? As you go out from here, are you going in faith? As I sit on my scooter, God is, I am protected. Angels are guarding me, keeping me in all my ways. No evil shall befall me. 
Are you in faith? When you reach your house, you oh, I mean, you before even before you reach your house, you should know my property. I shall come back to my property, and I will find everything safe and sound. That's in Job chapter five, I think. Everything is preserved. You shall return to your uh, to your uh, habitation and find that everything is preserved. That's the scripture. There's a scripture for everything. That means every second of the day, whatever you do, there's a scripture for it. There is a reason to be in faith. Hallelujah. I'm speaking to myself. Hallelujah. Let's believe, I don't know, to be on social media, there should be a scripture. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Hallelujah. But whatever we do, it should be in faith. Because without faith, it is impossible to please God. Hallelujah. Scriptures we saw in 1 John says, this is the victory that uh, overcomes the world. That is our faith. This is the victory. What is the victory? Your faith. Your faith is the victory. Hallelujah. So, I know all of us want to please God. So, for that we need faith. And so, we'll, we'll study deeper into this topic of faith. We'll understand a lot more on this. Hallelujah. So, we will all walk and manifest the faith of the Son of God, which is already in us. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, we praise you. We worship you. We thank you for your word. Your word is the truth, Lord. And it's your truth that sets us free. Thank you so much, Daddy. Thank you for giving us your word. These exceeding great and precious promises. Hallelujah. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. By which we are being partakers of your divine nature, Lord. Ha, ha, ha. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord, that as He is, so are we in this world, exactly like Jesus. And you expect us to do the same works you did, even greater things, Lord. Thank you that we have the faith of the Son of God and we live by the faith of the Son of God. Thank you, Father. Every person here under the sound of my voice, call them blessed. Thank you, Lord, that they are going with their minds renewed. They are heart filled with expectation of the manifestation of your glory. Thank you, Father. We will not be put to shame. We will fulfill the number of our days. We will fulfill the plans and purposes that God has for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.